a moment of power. It's time for a Moment of Power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. If you receive it, come on, give God glory and Hallelujah. God is going to do it. Some time ago, believers, saints and friends, there was a father and a son who lived in the country of Armenia. This father loved his son unconditionally and made his love known to him daily. Every day he would tell his son, son, I promise to always be there for you. Unbeknownst to the father, an 8.2 earthquake would hit Armenia, bringing devastation to the lives of many people. In the midst of this earthquake, there was a father who remembered the promise he made to his son. On the other side of those thoughts that he had was a son who found himself in a situation that felt and looked hopeless. As the walls caved in and calamity overwhelmed his environment, I can only imagine that he stated, this son stated in terror and with much trepidation, this does not look like the promise my daddy made me. I'm about to lose my life. Time is running out. And daddy is not here to fulfill the promise that he made me. Like this, son believers, oftentimes we are faced with the exact opposite of what we are believing God for and with the very things that God has promised us. And although we can recall the promise or promises that God has made us or have made us, the promise appears insufficient or irrelevant in light of our reality. Sometimes the chaos, suffering, waiting, the pain that comes with waiting, disappointment that we experience is so cumbersome or so great that it traumatizes us to the degree that our perception of God's promises become distorted. Examples such as healing, salvation for loved ones, being wealthy, uh, someone or God promising us, telling us that we would be married, or perhaps all these things we're believing God for would be in fruition, but they have not manifested yet. And somehow or another, although we've been promised various things, that again, they have not happened yet, so we doubt we worry, we have anxiety, we, we become hopeless because of the lack of fulfillment of what we have believing, been believing God for. Yeah. But can I tell you believers, there was a great evangelist by the name of Dr. Miles Monroe who once said that in the midst of a crisis, there are two things that are for certain and that is God and God's promises. And regardless of the pain and hopeless situations we find, ourselves in, God's track record has been proven, y'all, and in that in short, excuse me, in that trouble is short-lived, and who God is and what God says remains forever. I'm going to say it one more time just in case you may have forgotten. God's track record is short. God's track record is proven. God cannot lie. to what I'm saying this morning. There is a text that says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one jot or tittle of God or ounce of God's word will fade away. Oh, there's another that gives credence to 
because it tells us that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word or words of our God stands forever. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. Because she did not fulfill. 
fulfill the requirements of that day. So here she is, bad as all outdoors, but can't reproduce. And believers, what Sarah reminds us of in this particular time is that it's possible to have everything seemingly going for yourself. Everything that you could ever want, but your inability to produce that one thing. My God, you know, if this was different in my life, if, if that was different in me, if, if things were, you know, a little better over here, I know that things would be better for me, so we say. And so we think. Certainly we all can relate to Sarah and Abraham because here it is, there is a deficiency in her life and in Abraham's life as well. Sarah is not only at a disadvantage because she is barren, she cannot reproduce, but also Sarah is not getting any younger. By chapter 16, Sarah is 76 and Abraham is 86. And they, after receiving a promise, is still childless and barren. Sarah, knowing her condition, involves a third party. Can we go to Sunday school for a little while? Can I tell the story for a little bit? Sarah, knowing her condition, and also I believe knowing what God promised Abraham, uh -huh, because you know Abraham told her, uh -huh, she decides to use a surrogate by the name of Hagar to improvise on the situation and to, in her mind, act for God. But can I tell you, y'all, this plan backfired, and instead of everybody being able to rejoice over what had happened, here it is, that they are now living with regret. Can I make a parenthetical pause right here, y'all, to remind us that we have to be careful how we choose to rewrite the scripts of our lives as a result of our dissatisfaction. is on us like never before and so we need to do something about the situation or because God has promised it to us and so we want to act on the behalf of God and try to make things work. Maybe be careful not to interfere with the plans of God because we think we can do it better than God can. By doing so, believers, we run the risk of endangering those around us and we end up bringing more harm than help to ourselves because believers, our disappointments with life, our dissatisfaction with the scripts that we've been given cannot be fixed by humankind alone. In times like these, y'all, when we get anxious, when we are tired of waiting, when we are tired of dealing with our situations as they are, we gotta do what Proverbs 3 and 5 tells us to do, and that's simply trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Lead not to our own understanding. In all of our ways, we gotta learn how to acknowledge God, and God will direct our paths. Believers, can I tell y'all, because I know we wanna act like we are far removed from Sarah and Abraham, and we've never tried to improvise for God. Oh, the devil is a liar. I want you to shame the devil and tell the truth. Yeah, it's you. It's been all of 
that she would not only be a princess, but queen of queens. That she would not only, like her husband, be the father of many nations, but the queen of many nations. And here it is, it happened also in chapter 18, when she and Abraham were visited by a few men who were divine, and they brought a message from God, saying, hey y'all, uh, you won't have a child. And here it is in the background, while Sarah was preparing food, you know, for the visitors, she laughed at this very thing. And they said, oh, 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 you have the audacity to laugh. She was ashamed because of how powerful these men were. Uh, she said, I did not laugh. They said, yes, you did laugh. But uh, this time next year, oh it's still going to happen. Uh, and can I tell you, believers, uh, when God is preparing to fulfill a promise in our lives, uh, we all at some point or another will experience a visitation. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, it could be through a dream. Oh, my God. You think you're going to sleep one way, but God visits you in the midnight hour to remind you that you are still on God's spot. It could be through a vision that God will visit you. It could be through a sermon like now where God will say, I know the plans I have for you. It could be through a co-worker who pulls you to the side and say, I see more in you than you see in yourself. Can I tell you, God is so committed to fulfilling his plans in our lives that no matter how many mistakes we've made, no matter how messed up we are, no matter how terrible we've been, God will still take the time out and visit us. Oh my God, the visitation may happen in stages, it may happen in inopportune moments, but God will visit us. Is there anybody this morning who can declare I'm so glad that God's never stopped visiting me? Is there anybody that can declare I serve a God who knows how to look beyond my faults? Despite of my inabilities, despite of my limits, God still takes out the time to visit me. How do you know he visits you? I'm reminded of the song that says, and he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me that I'm his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other. As of an old God will visit us. God will visit us. Can I have a little bit more volume? I feel myself straining, but I believe we're going to make it to the end of this journey. Hallelujah. Take me a little bit higher. I need a little bit more volume. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God will not only visit us, but can I tell you that, you know, uh, God's going to do it, but it's going to require our participation. Oh my God, don't leave me here, y'all. We see it in verse 2. For Sarah conceived, conceived, and gave Abraham a son. It's so amazing, y'all, how a sovereign God who wants all the glory and wants all the honor to God's self, uh-huh, requires Sarah and Abraham to be participants in this performance. God who is sovereign, God who is omnipotent, still required Sarah and Abraham to do something called go to work. What do you mean? Uh-huh. I'm going to try to make it as sweet and pretty and powerful as I can. In order for Sarah to conceive, God said, this is not time for the immaculate conception. I got that for the New Testament. But I 
need you and Abraham to do something that you probably used to do, but you haven't done in a long time because you gave up hope. You let age be a reason why y'all have chosen not to worship and be intimate the way you used to be. You let barrenness be a reason why you stopped dreaming. You let disappointment be the reason why you have given up living life. God says this is not going to come without you two working together, doing something that you used to do, but this time expecting new results from it. God is saying, Sarah and Abraham, nothing is going to change until you two decide that it's time for a change. And here it is, believers, here it is. Our decision to do better is the first step in our participation. Let's keep it 100. I don't know how their love life was. I don't know, you know, how intimate they were. But if we can take it up to the 21st century, y'all, they, they, they have to, you know, go to Victoria's Secret. Because here it is, they, they're trying to do something that they haven't done in quite some time, and this time they're expecting new results. So she had to ask Tyra, who seemingly has been out of the game for some minute, to help her pick out something that was going to get Abraham's um, attention. Abraham went and found some monk black, uh-huh, you know, some uh, fragrance cologne, so that he could be appealing to, uh-huh, Sarah. And uh, they decided to, to step back into a time before my time, and they decided to use a little bit of Marvin Gaye to make the move right. And they began to play, let's get it on. Because it was time for them to participate, my God.
do. And what God is saying, I want to work in the impossible. Yes, I have anointed you to do the simple thing, but you got to do the simple thing. Stop looking to me to do everything when I've given you the power to do some things. God said, it ain't going to fall out the sky. You got to participate. Somebody just shout, participate. Stop coming in here praying and crying out to God, and you won't take the first step. Stop praying and crying and praying and talking on the phone, and you won't take the first step of action. You won't do what God has called you to do. You won't make the difference in the situation, because I hear the word saying that little becomes much when it's yielded to the master's touch. I need somebody in here to realize that they have what it takes for God to breathe on their behalf. Finally, we know that God is going to do what God said. Oh my God, by an undeniable manifestation through the visitation, through our own participation, and through undeniable manifestation. Sarah, as the text said, not only conceived and gave Abraham a son named Isaac, but it happened in God's providential time. I'm reminded of the song that says, You can't hurry God, you just gotta wait. And here it is, after all of these years of barrenness, uh, we know Sarah 90, uh-huh, Abraham 100, the, the evidence of this baby being born, or excuse me, the, the evidence of this baby being conceived in Sarah was only apparent to Sarah a little time after conception took place. Uh, how is this so well when you're pregnant? Only you know you're pregnant. <laughs> Other people can see a glow about you. Uh, they can see a shine upon you. They can see different in you, but only you know what's happening in your body. And I can only imagine for such a mystery, such a phenomenon, some, such, something that's such a, an anomaly to the people around the many folk did not believe that this woman was carrying what she was carrying. Oh, can I add some joy to you this morning? You got to know that when God has placed something in you and over you, you got to learn how to shut out the naysayers and those who think it can't just because they don't see what God has done in your life. You gotta learn how to set your place like Flint and realize that God has made me a promise and I'm gonna stand on the word of God and walk in the manifestation that God has given me. And so after a while, although they did not believe her at first, this community, even Hagar and the rest of the community had to see this You didn't 
I'ma say it again. A promise is a promise. If he promised you healing, take joy. He gonna heal your body. If he promised to save your family, take joy. God gonna do it. If he promised an open door for you, take joy. Cause God is gonna do it. God is gonna do it. For those of you who are able, we're standing all over the building. We're standing all over the building. God is going to do it. God is going to do it. God is going to do it. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, somebody say it again. God's going to do it. Come on, say it again. God's going to do it. It's in your belly. Get it in your spirit. God is going to do it. God is going to do it. Hallelujah. 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 As you pull into the forefront of your mind the promises that God has made you. As you pull those promises in the forefront of your mind, some of us have hidden them and buried them because, oh, it is too challenging to face reality. Pull them into the forefront of your mind. And as you pull them into the forefront of your mind, I want you to hear these words. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. I believe. I believe God. I believe God. 
prayer from the saints to help me make it in this journey called life. I believe God. accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior I want you to come to this altar come on I want you to come to Jesus now we get ready to pray but if you are here and you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior I want you to come to this altar now don't you be ashamed don't you be afraid come to Jesus come on the one who has made the promise to you is going to fulfill that thing in and through you come to Jesus come to Jesus Come on, as you believe God. Hallelujah. 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 Stay right there. Stay right there in the same atmosphere. I believe God for me. Thank you so kindly. Hallelujah. Will there be one this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, do me a favor before we pray. Look at your neighbor and ask them, neighbor, are you saved? Wait for their response. Wait, wait. They're supposed to answer you with a mask on or a mask off. Let them respond to you. If they say no, ask them, do they want to be saved? My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are thanking God for every saved soul in this place. And even in the virtual space, we're getting ready to bombard heaven. Some of you wanted to come to the altar, but you didn't. But guess what? God is still going to meet you right where you are. Because God is a promise keeper. So come on, let's go to God in prayer. God, we thank you now. For your presence in this place. We thank you for your spirit being with us now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit every concern to you. We give every care to you. In your presence now, we cast our cares upon you. For you care for us. As I pray, would you do me a favor and begin to open up your mouth and begin to pray with me. I know you're listening to me, but I want us to send up a sound of prayer in the midst of the prayer that I'm praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, hear our cry this morning. Come on, open up your mouth. While I'm praying, while we're praying, hear our cry, God. Some of us are burning down. Some of us are perplexed and oppressed. But we need you, God. We call on you. Oh, promise-keeping God. We call on you, mind regulator. We call on you, burden lifter. We call on you, sustainer of life. We call on you right now. You to have your way, destroy every yoke, destroy every yoke. We come against every suicidal thought in the name of Jesus. Your promises are enough for us to live, your promises are enough for us to keep on pushing and to keep on moving forward in the name of Jesus. We declare in this prayer that we are going to walk by faith.
music for a second. When you go to, uh, because you know, there's a saying that says we are outside, we outside, uh -huh. and we are outside. You know, we, we don't, we, we are still in a pandemic, but we're, we're, we're moving because we're outside. But when you go to a concert and you are anticipating the artist to come on stage, and when that artist comes out, you act like you know that you know because the artist has come on stage. When you, my football lovers and, and basketball lovers, when your team makes that dunk or hits that, you know, touchdown because you want your team to win, you act like you know what you know because you've been anticipating uh -huh, a shift to happen for your team. When good things happen to you, uh -huh, sometimes unexpectedly, you act like you know what you know because it's unexpected. It's something that perhaps you wanted, but it happened for you unexpectedly. I'm not going to force us in this house to be something or someone that we're not, but I need us just to take a few seconds before I give this benediction to send up a sound, and the sound that I am speaking of is a sound of faith. It's a sound that says I'm already a recipient of what I've been believing God for. I'm not going to wait until the battle is over, but I'm going to shout now. I'm going to go ahead and put a praise on it like it has already happened. I speak those things. I praise about those things that be not as though they already have happened. So can we go ahead, y'all, and seal this day with praise? Come on, right where you are. Come on, act like. Uh, 
how God has met us this morning. Whoever is doing remarks, Sister Angie Harris, I believe you are slated to do remarks. Come on and give us our remarks, because look, we got to praise and we got to get it out. Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website, lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a moment of power.